Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always and forever Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm a man on a mission. That mission is to eat at all of the tasty taco-rific taco spots in this tantalizingly taco-tastic taco town, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas. And sometimes nearby taco towns like... Lawrence, Kansas. We're the only Kansas City podcast that is feeding its guests tacos and feeding its listeners taco knowledge. Yes, we are conquering the Kansas City tacoverse one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City slash Lawrence tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Hey, summer is setting. The summer tacocation is almost over. The taco sun is setting on us, but you can still get our summer tacocation t-shirts. You can also get our cool Taco the Town t-shirts in Chiefs colors. We got the yellow and red, and we also have the Kansas City Taco Capital of the Midwest t-shirts in black and yellow. If you want one, shoot us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or just email us at tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. Don't let the sun set on this summer before you get your summer taco-cation t-shirts from Taco the Town. Show your Taco the Town pride around town the waning days of this summer taco-cation. Let's find out what taco place we're going to be reviewing this week. We are back on Mass Street in Lawrence, Kansas. There's a taco sauce happening here in Lawrence on Mass Street, and I've made it my uh, duty, an additional duty, added to my my ledger of taco duties to eat at all of the tasty taco spots on Mass Street that are popping up. This one we're doing today is an oldie but a goodie. It's been on my master taco list for a while now, and it's time to get to it. This week's taco destination is La Perea. It's located in the taco-friendly taco hamlet of Lawrence, Kansas, 712 Mass Street, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. It is open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10, and Sunday, 11 to 9. La Perea was founded in 1999. I think I enjoyed many a taco here in college, but those taco days are a little blurry, so I'm pretty sure I ate tacos here at La Perea on Mass Street. Recently, the restaurant was revived by a team that brings a tremendous amount of knowledge about food, wine, tequila, mezcal, presentation, flavors, and customer service to the table. The restaurant is a chef-driven Mexican taqueria where they make all ingredients from scratch and they use fresh ingredients. Their goal is to provide an authentic taste in an affordable manner. The owners and chefs Alejandro and Armando come from a Mexican heritage. The recipes are passed down from their families and reflect their culture. Alberto comes from a Paraguayan background who further brings more knowledge of Latin cuisine. They sincerely hope you will enjoy their food. It is simple, yet flavorful, at La Perea, the friendly taste of Mexico. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guest. All right, our first guest and only guest tonight has been on the show twice before. Does that sound right? This will be the third time. This will be the third, yes, the trifecta. It's been a couple years. You are a musician, artist, film director, former girls basketball coach. You might know him from his bands, The Anniversary, The Only Children, Burwanger Band, and his new project, Gemini Parks. Welcome back to Taco the Town. Josh Burwanger. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having me. How have you been, man? It's been a couple, three or five five years. I mean, COVID, I uh, haven't seen you since... Yeah, uh, when was the last time we saw each other? I can't remember. Man, I don't know. Was it that Toys R Us at midnight Star Wars it, figures? It was. That's, it was, was 1999. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Yeah, I guess it has been a while. The new figures were about to drop, and we were there. And we were. You, know, you got like a bunch. I got jar, one Jar Jar Binks 12-inch doll. You still have that Jar Jar? 
I do. You have a pretty extensive Jar Jar collection, right? Yeah, it's. I was thinking about this. It's just like you don't tell someone you're into something like super like funny or weird because then people just give you that stuff the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know if I've bought one other Jar Jar <laughs> item, and I might have. 15 to 20 Jar Jar items. And you also probably get Zima sent to you a lot, right? That one I don't mind. Oh, yeah. But, uh, do yeah. you drink the Zima or do you save it for special occasions? I just save it. I I mean, I'll have a taste, but like I have barbecues sometimes and that's when I'll pop, you know, see someone who hasn't had a Zima yet and let them enjoy that experience. And you also have a big collection of uh, NK... OTB dolls, is that right? Or is it 90210 dolls? I have two 90210 dolls still, Brandon and Dylan, and then I have a bunch of Spice Girl dolls. Spice Girls, yeah. that's right. And then I have a Joey from uh, Blossom. Oh, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence, yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. yeah. And then I have an MC Hammer doll from the 90s. You have a pretty, that's an amazing collection. And I, I understand I can't say the word doll, so if anyone's listening, I've, I've, I've worked on it. I can't say that word. Say it again. Doll. <laughs> sounds like sounds okay to me. Okay, thank you. Yeah. A lot people of people think you say it weird? Oh, my goodness. I get such a hard time, and they're just say, say it right, and I'm like, doll. What's something that sounds like doll? Tall. Tall. Say they put the D, tall. No. I, oh, you can't say tall either. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a few words I just can't say very well. Huh? I didn't really notice at first, but now I'm listening, and yeah, yeah. I, I hear it a little bit. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, we both are collectors of, of uh, action figures, I guess. We are. We, we won't just, call them dolls. We'll call them action yeah, figures. Adult adult collectibles. <laughs> adult collectibles, yeah. <laughs> so did you sell all your uh, Spawn guys? I sold all the, all the Spawn figures. You know, it has to be a special occasion. Like, you know, we're, I think you're the same way now. It's like, you can't, it's not back in the early 2000s where I just was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Grab everything. Now it's, you know, those 2001 figures are super sweet. We both got those. Those are about to arrive in the mail. Yeah. yeah. And um, besides that, if there's like a he sometimes a He-Man thing that drops, that's kind of special. Did you get the new Castle Grayskull? Did you hold uh, yeah, off on that? I did. You did get it. Okay. Yeah. Not the one... The, Not the new old one. Right. Yeah. It's like 50 bucks somewhere right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's on sale. They're dropping all that stuff into clearance now. Which probably means they won't make Snake Mountain. I thought they were going to. I thought I they were going to make, make Eternia. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. We just both said Eternia at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Is that, <laughs> that's not <laughs> dorky, right? <laughs> Um, I know what you're talking about with uh, not letting people know you're into something because then you get it sent all the time or that's all the people get you is taco stuff. Oh, I that's guess. I all bet. I get now. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Taco shirts, socks. I think it's just, though, that like when someone comes up to your house and they see your huge Jar Jar collection, <laughs> you're like, well, look, look, I didn't buy them all. You have to explain <laughs> it. And then... I also like to explain, tell that story of how I got Jar Jar, because people are like, why do you like him so much? I was like, I don't know if I like him, but this is how we got into it. But when I describe it to people, I'll say, yeah, so my friend Dave and I are standing in this long line, Toys R Us, it opens at midnight, it was like him, me, and a bunch of nerds. And then I'm like, <laughs> someone was like, well, wait, why are you two not the nerds? You're also standing in line. I was like, shoot, okay. So there's a bunch of nerds. <laughs> so and you grabbed the jar the jar jar figure and you're like I feel like this guy's gonna be really popular. Well, yeah, I mean, all, everyone was like, you could. And I'm not aggressive enough, so I kind of just stuck my hand hand in between two bodies and pulled out Jar Jar, and I looked to you and I was like, I know this guy's gonna be cool, and I was <laughs> dead serious, <laughs> and I was right. You've also acquired a Jar Jar mask, right? You have the original the vinyl Jar Jar mask. I have a Jar Jar mask. And you yeah. use it a lot. You take it on tour with you? I, I used to, yeah. yeah. But now it's so coveted now. It, it's, you know, don't want is, someone to break into the van. Is it holding together pretty well? Or is oh, it, it's great, yeah. It's not falling apart at, not all? at all? That's great. Yeah. Do you still have the squirrel? Johnny Rock and Herbster. Yeah. That's another interesting, well, not interesting, but funny sort of story. You had this stuffed squirrel you brought. You had it Taxidermy, at all your homes. Taxidermied squirrel, yeah. Yeah, Janko owns that now. But how that happened is right when I moved to Kansas in sixth grade, my dad worked at the Ford Motor Plant, and he was friends with this guy named Delbert, and he, Delbert had all this land, and my dad was like, we're going to go shoot some guns. <laughs> 
and you know out on his land and I was like okay I've never done that before you know so we get there and he hands me a gun he goes just shoot it to feel what the kickback's gonna be like and I'm like okay where where and he goes I don't know just point somewhere and I just pointed up in a tree and I shot it and felt the kickback and then all of a sudden you heard this doof, 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 and the squirrel fell from like no a tree. Way. I just blindly shot it. I didn't know you really killed that yeah. squirrel. Wow. And then what I didn't know is my dad put it, picked it up and put it in a bag. And then like four months later, I went into my room and there's a dead squirrel on a tree, taxidermy. And then it ended up just Janko kind of, Janko still has it. And he took it and would put it on his drum at all the anniversary shows. Yeah. We called it Johnny Rockin' Herbster. It used to hang in your living room, and yeah, it was yeah. at all the shows. Yeah, it had a substance abuse problem. Yeah, it always that? had a cigarette yeah. sticking out of its yeah. mouth and a we, beer. Yeah, yeah. Got, got into some Coke for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little baggie of Coke. Well, it was like, you know, flour. Is it holding together pretty well? It's been through a lot. Yeah, I mean, that I, thing. The last time I saw it was like a very vibrant red color and the last time i saw it it was all gray so yeah he's he's getting old <laughs> I, I never knew that you actually killed yes. johnny rock and herbster and i felt awful too i was like what am i doing and it was an accidental killing too totally. that's I mean, a great story yeah i was just he was like well i just pointed up somewhere and shoot okay <laughs> now you have a new band uh-huh where did gemini parks come from when did you start this band during COVID? Or? Yeah, um, about over a year. I was burnt on Burwanger Band. I just was, you know, had enough. And I wanted to do something different, more of like in the lines of what I listen to around the house or what I DJ if I DJ a place. And um, so I started going up to Norman, Oklahoma on and off for the last year and a couple months and uh, started working on the Gemini Parks record uh, with a guy named Jared Evans. Uh, who has a studio out in Norman, and that's kind of where that's where it came from. I'm, that's we just would work for a week at a time, on and off throughout the months, and um, finally finished it up. And you know, I was thinking about just doing it as singles and release singles, but and since it was COVID, there was just time to. I was like, let's just make a full record, and uh, so. But I'm gonna release them as singles for a little while before releasing the full album. What's the first single? Up All Night. Up All Night, yeah. 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 <laughs> the video, where can people find the video? Is it on YouTube, um, YouTube? Or if you go to my Instagram, Gemini underscore Parks page, there's a little link to everything. And you have a show, you've performed a couple times already live or just yeah, once? Yeah, we got um, our first show out of the way at the mini bar and then did this little festival thing in Wichita and now we're feeling a little more confident and, uh, you know, getting those first ones out of the way. So we're going to do uh, a run of shows here in September. And the first one is the 10th at Lemonade Park in KC. Is that right by Voltier? Yeah, it's um, West Bottoms. Yeah, outdoor. The Lemonade Social Band and Brews Festival. Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bunch of breweries are going to be there. So I think it's going to be a cool thing. It's And outside. it's like a Friday, Saturday thing, right? Yeah. So it's the, the 10th. Is that right? We're on the 10th, which yeah. is the Saturday with also, and the Get Up Kids are headlining that show. Um, I think there's like six bands, so I assume it starts around four or something. I think we play third. Cool. It'll be a good time. It's family friendly also. Lemonade Park is all outdoors, right? Yeah, it's outdoors. It's comfortable. Now, what kind of style of music would you say Gemini Parks is? Is it How does it differ from your other bands? I would just say it's a lot of genre blending. A lot of the influences were from hip-hop, funk, pop, some disco-ish stuff. Someone reviewed Up All Night and said, sleazy pop funk. So there's that. <laughs> I'll, I'll embrace it. Would you call it party rock? Some party, party I'd call funk. It, I'd call it party funk punk. Yeah. Yeah, funk punk. Okay, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what Rick James called his band, his genre. But a lot of different genres. And you would encourage people to dance when they hear your I I, I encourage dancing to this dancing, band. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, body movement that could be happening. If people had pogo balls, would you encourage them bringing them to the I, show and bouncing man, on them? Pogo balls and skip it. Uh, Remember? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, skip the thing it. I would always hit your leg. And you, you, you jump you, over yeah. one leg and spin with the other. Yeah. And it caught, kept uh, numbers right. every time it hit. Yeah. So... Pogo balls. Those were the Saturn-looking things, right? Mm -hmm. And then skip, bring skip it, and 
What is another good outdoor um, thing from the 90s that they can bring? Maybe like a slip and slide, maybe. Slip and slide or caboodles to trade beads and jewelry and makeup. Or maybe you could have a little booth of uh, collectibles. People could come bring their toys. Uh, their I, I should do that, actually. Oh. I should tour, and <laughs> it's like merch, and it's also like I sell toys. Uh, that's honestly not a bad idea. VHS, laser discs. I just, oh, yeah. I just inherited, um, not inherited, but was given 500 VHS tapes and probably about 500 laser discs. Whoa. It's too much. I got any I, good laser discs in there. The thing is, is they're all very good. Very this good. guy was a collector and he it was like criterion collection. Um, so it's like, but also like some cool stuff, some funny stuff also like some Jean-Claude Van Damme and, uh, whatnot. But a lot I remember of the only laser disc they let us watch in elementary school was, uh, journey. Is it journey of Natty Gan? Journey of uh, Natty, Journey of the Mimi? Natty Gan. Voyage Remember? of the Mimi? No, that, that was <laughs> that was definitely VHS. Voyage of the Mimi. I don't know that one you're talking about. Yeah, that was the only laser disc they had at Morris Elementary. Huh. But uh, but Voyage of the Mimi. That was like Ben Affleck's ben Affleck. first. When he was ben called Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. And uh, C.T. Granville, the captain. Oh, my gosh. I might have to revisit that for a few minutes. It was yeah. miserable to watch in school. But now it might be fun to watch for three minutes. Remember when you'd watch a show in elementary school or middle school and they'd pop the VHS in and they never kept track of where you were done watching it. So then like the next day you like had to rewatch the same <laughs> yeah, like thing 30, you already watched. But, yeah. The teacher. I wonder if that was a trick. So the teacher didn't have to teach. Oh, yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. Like, eh, we'll bring it 30 minutes back. Yeah, that was brutal. Even, like, films I wanted to watch, I didn't like watching in school for some reason. Watched a lot of Secret of Nim. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Secret of Nim. Like, I love Moby Dick, but we, and I just didn't want to watch it there. We watched Clash of the Titans. Love that film. Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to watch. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like you're sitting on a hard floor or whatever it is. I don't know. It stressed me out because it'd be like, I don't think we're going to have enough time to finish that this too. movie. <laughs> And I'd be like, I don't want to start it and then not finish yeah. it. And then they'd be like, all right, time to go home, guys. Yeah, and it's like, but like, well, we didn't finish the yeah. movie. Or time to go to math class. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, you had a couple of anniversary shows, right? You played uh, in the Vagrant 25 Years on the Street. Yep. Anniversary shows. Anniversary, anniversary shows. The anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. We did uh, those. We did one in outside of L.A. and Irvine. And one outside of Boston in Worcester. Worcester. The Boston one was better. Um, they were both fun. As far as I, I look at when we do any sort of anniversary thing, um, it's more of looking at it as getting to hang out with the band mm -hmm. and the people. We, you know, we were just asked to do another festival in Wichita the other day, but we turned it down just because it was more of a hassle yeah. than we, we, we're not trying to make it. Where there's no, we're not trying to, it's so for us to do it, it's like, okay, this will be fun to hang out with each other and see each other. That's a little vacation. So the LA, the vibes were a little weird, not with us, but with some other bands. And then those other bands, that other band. Was didn't. it LMFAO? Were they there? No, it was, um, <laughs> Alien Ant Farm? AAF, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of, uh, what was that band that sang um, Crazy Town? That's what I was trying oh, to think yeah. of. I was like, damn, I, I would. Come on, uh, baby. Yeah. Come <laughs> Dude, Crazy Town were totally holes. <laughs> we did play, yeah, we did play a festival with them back in the day at oh, uh, like Reading or Leeds Fest in like 2002 or three. And I remember we saw them at the airport and they came up and they, it was just like, yo, what's up, yo? <laughs> it was like, you all, yeah, we, I was like, okay. Um, but the Boston one was super fun, a really great time. Everyone was just chill and the, the crowd was great. And But for me, it's, I don't care if I ever do another one again. And if one, something fun comes up, then fine. That's my attitude towards. You played kind of a secret show here. Was it in March? I know yeah. it was when KU was in the uh, tournament. Yeah. And, uh, you we, played a show at the tap the room. Tap room. Yeah, yeah. Just a warm up show. Just again, we rarely ever play. So, um, and that was fun. Cause it was like, you know, it holds like 55 people mm -hmm. or something. I was PO'd that I wasn't able to make it that night, but, um, cause you guys went on. Did you go on? Oh yeah. You had something going on. Yeah, I know. I was like, God damn, that would have been awesome. And I love that space i think i've seen you guys play there before way yeah. back in the day yeah it was fun well um we are here on taco the town 
on Mash Street. Lawrence is having a taco sance. Have you been aware of this? You live in Lawrence. You are a Lawrence resident. Oh, you, oh yeah, totally. I'm sure you've noticed. Yeah, there's you, so many places. New places popping up everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, two right next to each other. Yeah. There's like two right next to each other. There's about to be another one right next oh, to really? here. Yeah, called Taco Lime, Limo Tacos or oh something. Oh, my gosh. And we're at La Perea. I mean, this place has been here since 99. Yeah. Have you eaten here before? I've had a while ago. I yeah. haven't eaten here. I usually go to Taco Zone. Me I, too. I love Taco Zone. That's my Zone, fave, yeah. And I love the owner. Yep. So it's good food and good people. So. Taco Zone rules. Yeah. We did them a long time ago on the show, but... um. Yeah. Um, my friend Thomas works at Taco Zone now. Oh, nice. So, but yeah, Taco Zone's definitely number one. In yeah, my, it's great. But there's so much competition now on Mass Street. It's the Taco I Wars, I mean. I know. I did eat at one of... Actually, I did. I, Ollie and I were cruising, and we did go to one of those other ones. Rusty the, Taco? No, the one next to it. Multicajetes? I think. It looked like it would be better, but it, I was not into it. Really? Yeah. Now, this place is supposed to be very good. It's been here since 99. Mm. And are you still vegetarian? I am. How's that going? Good. Good? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. My son is not, so, you know, I'll, if he wants something, I'll cook it for him. Okay. There are definitely some good vegetarian options here, so uh, we're going to have to taste those. Now, it's, it's, uh, it's close to uh, chief season. Oh, Lord. It's coming up. I can't wait. Just I know you're a good. huge Chiefs fan. I love all the... We Jeez. usually text back and forth during the season, check in on each other. Yeah. What do you think of the team this year? What What's your big takeaway of the offseason? Uh, well, I mean, I wish uh, we didn't let Christian Okoye go. The Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, those Hungry Men pot pies. I'm mm-hmm. worried those might leave the market. Hope not. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Kicking looks good. Still got Nick the Kick, right? Lowry. Yeah. yeah. Nick the Kick Lowry. Um, yeah. I think He's uh, got those Peter's Clothiers commercials. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's it. I have to go get a new custom-tailed suit. Now, do you like Nick with or without the mustache? I'm a, I think with the mustache. Me too, because yeah. with Louis Aguiar punting, yeah. he's got a nice mustache too. I think they look great together. The Stash Brothers. Yeah. Instead of I'm, the Splash Brothers. Someone you know? should get some t-shirts made. We should make some posters like, yeah. you know, they do. with uh, They have that Nigerian Nightmare poster. Mm-hmm. For Christian, yeah. Yeah. And he's holding, like, the Freddy glove. Right. And the football's flat. And uh, so Classic I think we should get poster. some Stash Brothers. Yeah, that's good. What do you think of the coaching? Um, Schottenheimer? Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do good. He usually does. Uh, he's a very... Uh, defensive-minded coach. A lot of ground and pound, you know. Ground and pound, too. That's right, yeah. Three downs in a cloud of dust. Is that the saying? I Three think yards so. in a cloud yeah. of dust? Neil uh, Smythe on uh, number, well, he's number 99, right? Yeah, with and the he, band-aid on yeah. it. What and about the attack cat, Derek Thomas? Ooh. Yeah. But Neil, Neil Smythe has that uh, restaurant, too, over on uh, Metcalf, <laughs> right? Copeland's? Yeah. Yeah. I like that we have a team that promotes a lot of other things off the football field. Mm-hmm. Clothing, pot pies, restaurants. Copeland's of New Orleans. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Neil so, Smythe. Yeah. That's right. You can get alligator there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about a quarterback? That, Joe Mantegna has retired. I think DeBerg's going to stick it out one more year and get DeBerg's us. DeBerg's? Yeah. Okay. Steven. Steve DeBerg. All yeah. right. Now he's throwing to J.J. Burden. But we also, what, isn't Elvis at a uh, backup? quarterback grayback yeah 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 he's a good option too we love a good 49er backup yeah i think it's gonna kansas city i think it's as long as we could beat uh the houston oilers i think uh (laughs) hard to get past them but what about elway yeah he's good he's good gosh talk about marty i mean he's a thorn in marty's side you know he is but yeah we're gonna be good i think so too. Uh, i think i think it's a playoff year i think we might go to the afc divisional round maybe yeah you don't want to run into old uh, Marino or Warren Moon. Yeah. But the good thing we got Keith Cash at tight end, though. Keith Cash is a a must. And uh, Dino uh, Hackett. Dino Hackett. What's he playing again these days? Uh, defensive end? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he's got a good look. Or it's like my dad likes to say, Dino can't hack it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really like him as a player. But, well, he's good. Yeah. But he can't hack it. He can't. Um, Chiefs. Yeah, we're. I mean, I think Marty's got the squad this year. <laughs> we talk about this for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> we really. I mean, 
we missed our calling. We should have had this podcast 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. This is, the, this is the one you were going to put out 40 yeah. years ago. Okay, yeah. We, we were on top of it. <sighs> this, is, this is a conversation we ha- we're playing now from 40 years ago. Right, right. It's just recorded in our heads. Yeah. We, we had this conversation yeah. back then, and now we're just having it one more time for fun. I like that. I mean, I would take that team over this team. Yeah, same. Any 90s Marty Chiefs team uh, over any uh, of these... Andy oh, Reid teams. I agree. Just for the pot pies. And the, the defense, the, the sacks. I love a good defense that can sack the quarterback. Quarterback you know? sack. Yep. Well, um, we are here at La Perea. We are going to eat some tacos, but first got to check the taco news stories of the week. Oh, boy. This is the taco ticker. All right. This is kind of controversial. This might have to be on my other podcast, Burritoville. So I might say the B word a lot on this just to warn my my editor. Okay. okay. If anytime I say the B word, please bleep it out. Okay. We don't want that getting through. Kim Jong-un, North Korean dictator. Kim Jong-un says his dad, he claims his father invented the burrito. A North Korean state news outlet claims Kim Jong-un's father invented the burrito and a propaganda video shows citizens chowing down on the Tex-Mex <laughs> favorite despite widespread food shortages in the country. This is another reason why the burrito is a terrible thing to order. Kim Jong-un, <laughs> two, the second, came up with the idea of wheat wraps in 2011 shortly before he suffered a fatal heart attack. The Pyongyang mouthpiece also claimed the current despot has taken a meticulous interest in the dish and that it is booming among the population. 2011, the burritos... Propaganda footage on Pin News shows a vendor selling the food outside the Kumsong food factory with scenes of trays overflowing with fillings containing what appear to be cabbages and carrots. The clip also features a mural of Kim's late dad grinning in a kitchen where the burritos were being prepared. The copious amount of food was in stark contrast with reported shortages in the secretive, isolated country. The majority of citizens do not have money to buy foreign food, said a citizen who had fled the country in 2014. There are simply not enough ingredients to recreate foreign delicacies. I have never seen any burritos or wraps on sale in North Korea. The penetration rate of Western food in North Korea is extremely low because there are very few restaurants where you can eat it and the food ingredients are not diverse. Various cooking ingredients such as milk, cheese, and spices are absolutely lacking. Kim Jong-un recommended that people drink mineral water in the summer and hot tea in the winter while eating the wheat wraps. The precise origin of the burrito is unclear, but the word appears in an 1895 Mexican dictionary, which (laughs) describes it as a regional item in Mexico. So, I I mean, yeah, it was invented way before 2011, right? Yeah. 2007, at least. Why would he not just call them wheat wraps? Why was he calling them burritos? I don't know. I don't know if the wheat wrap's been invented yet. No, I mean, he could just claim he invented the wheat wrap. Why's he got to say he invented the burrito? That's too much. Who knows? Maybe he really did. I invented basketball back in 1994. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Wait, you invented basketball? In 94. I just had this. I, I was throwing a trash at my trash can, and I was like, what if we raise this up? 10 feet. Make a little bit bigger ball. Yeah, put a net on it. And then I said basketball. Oh, because you're throwing it in like a trash basket, yeah. waste yeah. basket. Mm-hmm. That's 19, awesome. 1994. It was, it's really took off since then. It has. It has. It's gotten big. Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I just feel sorry for those folks in North Korea about the um, being hoodwinked like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't even know. What if, I mean, they all really believe he really invented it. So maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Here's another story. This is in the uh, cheesy gordita crime section. Oh, good. This is where we talk about a crime that happened at a Taco Bell or other fast food restaurant. Oh. This happened in uh, Australia. Okay, I've heard can, of that. Can you do a good Australian accent? I can. It, this is the pot of gold, matey. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Nice job. This is about a passenger on an airplane that was fined $1,874 after two undeclared McMuffins were found in their luggage. Uh, Did you hear about this story? Uh-uh. A passenger traveling from Bali, Indonesia to Australia has found themselves paying a hefty price for a McDonald's breakfast item. The unnamed traveler was handed a fine of Australian dollars equal to $1,874 after two undeclared egg and beef sausage McMuffins and a ham croissant 
were found in their luggage whew, on arriving at Darwin Airport in the country's northern territory a couple weeks ago. The incident came about days after Australian authorities brought in tough new biosecurity rules after a foot and mouth disease outbreak in Indonesia spread to Bali, mm. a popular destination for Australian tourists. The um, Australian Department of Agricultural Fisheries and Forestry said a range of undeclared risk products included the fast food items were detected in the passenger's rucksack. Okay. By a biosecurity detector dog named Zinta. Oh. This will be the most expensive McDonald's meal this passenger ever has. Murray Watt. Oh, can you say that in an Australian accent? Which one? The quote there. This will be the most expensive Macus meal the passenger has ever had, matey. Shrimp on the barbie. Murray Watt, Minister of Agricultural Fisheries and Forestry, said in a statement. This fine is twice the cost of an airfare to Bali, but I have no sympathy for people who choose to disobey Australian strict biosecurity measures. In recent detection show, you will be caught. I'm Crocodile Dundee's. Oh, you're, yeah, that's good. No, it's me, you're, Josh. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't thought that was Crocodile Dundee. Well, you were looking down yeah. at your, and I thought I you thought might I thought someone think. else joined us yeah, here for uh, a second. No, it's, that's it's good. just me. What's his famous line from that movie? All right, matey. Arg. Doesn't he say something about a knife? Oh yeah. This Would you is, like a knife? This is this isn't a knife, right? Yeah, that's his li- yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to get cut something, right? Cut something. He's and like, they, this isn't a knife. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he handed him a spoon. Right. I love that movie. It's so, so good. Well, what do you think? Have you ever tried uh, sneaking some food on an airplane? Would you, you feel like this is a just fine? I mean, <sighs> I I would not do that. Eat McDonald's. That is. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if it's been in your luggage. Yeah. Ugh. Usually I feel like I have to take a shower after just like walking out into and out of a McDonald's. Yeah. Well, now they have those robot uh, screens. So there's not even people inside them anymore. Really? Yeah. Ugh. McDonald's robots. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's not worth it. Definitely no. not worth it. What's that uh, Simpsons episode where Homer accidentally brings a frog? Is that is that oh, it? Bart, Bart brings, brings a, frog a frog into Australia. Yeah, because yeah. I think aren't they? Pr- isn't Bart pranking someone in Australia, and then the phone bill goes gets really expensive because he's calling him collect or something? <laughs> That's a great episode. <laughs> oh, that episode's amazing. I'd like. Have you ever been to Australia? I haven't. No, that's oh, one man. of the few places that's on the old bucket list yeah. for sure i'd love to yeah. eat tacos in australia yeah. sometime yeah or burritos now that they have them there probably right since they were just invented since kim jong-un invented yeah. them maybe he shipped some of them to yeah I bet. to australia well let's take a quick break we'll be right back after these messages eat tacos win prizes let me say that again eat tacos win prizes The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. Town of the Taco, Kansas City, oh, the place I love. All right, it's the time of the show where we get out the KC Cup and talk about the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City or Lawrence, if you prefer. This is Town of the Taco. I have a cup here filled with Kansas City topics. I'll have you grab a topic and we will discuss. Okay, doke. That one looks good. It's kind of weathered. Has a little salsa (laughs) on it. The best concert I ever attended in KC. Oh, dude, you got to have a good one for this. I do. Best concert ever attended. It would probably easily have to be James Brown. Really? Yeah. Where was it at? That was at Spirit Fest. Spirit Fest. That was in the front row. And it was out of control amazing. It's sometimes... What year are we talking? 95, 94, one of those years. Gotta bring back Spirit Fest. That was a cool place. I went the year before, and I think B.B. King played, and that was really good. And I was in the front row with that. He gave me a, a little button, handed it to me. And then the Beach Boys played the next, in 96, I think. Spirit Fest? Or the, the last one. I, I'm pretty sure. I went to the Huey Lewis in the News year. Oh, really? That was like 97. 
Okay. Or I, was it 2000? It was, maybe it was like it was one of the probably the la- later yeah. ones. I went uh, to one where they had Coolio Tech and Tech wow. Nine on like the second stage. Yeah. And then like Huey Lewis was on the main. Okay, stage. I think I kind of remember that. <laughs> what was the best concert you've ever seen? Most eventful concert I ever went to was really early on in my concert going. Had to be like 95, 96. It was uh, at Sandstone, and it was Fourth of July, and um, it was Bad Company. Foreigner and Leonard Skinner. Blue Oyster Colt wasn't on that one. Were Not they? that one. Okay, should have been. Okay. But it was one of the most out of control concerts. Those, those mid '90s Sandstone shows were out of control. I think that same summer I went to see Van Hagar. Wow, at Sandstone because I saw White Zombie opening and then Pantera in the middle and Megadeth headlining. This was probably like '93, something like that, and it was so out of control the people like there's people running down the hill and people at the bottom and they would put their foot in the like jump into their hands and they would pole vault them into the chair section (laughs) like they would just go like flying 10 feet in the air into hard plastic chairs i remember when there was that chain link fence there remember that and i remember people just Clutching yeah. onto that and headbanging, yes. and it and they'd be like half passed out, half headbanging, <laughs> but they'd be holding onto that that fencing. Oh there. my gosh! And if it if it rained, it was just a mudslide. <laughs> I mean that sandstone, those concerts, it was whatever goes. I mean it was not like nowadays. It's like kind of everything's kind of corporate feeling and clean. And but man, it was some real deal stuff back then. Did you watch the new Woodstock '99 documentary yet? Didn't I watch one? What didn't Hulu put one out? Someone else did, and I watched it. HBO had the first one. The, is it the same thing? It's a little different. Okay. Uh, I think the HBO one's better, but this one is, I think it's three episodes. Okay. How close were you to attending or performing at Woodstock? Jeez, not, that was, I would, didn't want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> um, I think my sister might have gone, though. Really? I forgot if she went or not. The, the one before that I would have gone to, the 90... 95. Yeah. But no, I, that's, it just sounded gross. There was no bands I was, I don't even think I was into. Well, you were a big Limp Bizkit fan. Well, we all. I guess I do have that facial tattoo <laughs> of Limp Bizkit. Of Fred Durst's of, face. Yeah, with holding on hands your, with Taz. <laughs> on your neck. Yeah. It's weird, though, because your hair grows over Taz, so people can't see that Taz is under on the yeah, back of your neck. They, know, they don't know how extreme I really am, yeah. capital X. So you only see Taz if you shave the back yeah. of your neck because the hair grows it's a, over. It's a problem. Taz. I wasn't thinking. I was really drunk at Woodstock 99 and got it in the parking lot. <laughs> Unauthorized tattoo parlors. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was like Mad Max, Woodstock 99. It was almost close to Sandstone. It was close to Sandstone, yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the worst concert you've ever attended in Kansas City or beyond? Maybe um, Crazy Town? No, that was that actually, was let me change best. my answer to the best concert. <laughs> Go ahead and pull another topic. And All right. Uh, I always wondered this about KC. Always wondered this about KC. Um, huh. Anything? Or Lawrence? I always wonder more of the history of um, the mafia in Kansas City. That's always been pretty, from the little I know of it, it would be cooler to do a deeper dive into finding out more about that. Yeah. Does, does that work as the <laughs> question, as answer? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Describe the perfect KC day. All right. The perfect KC day. I mean, to me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like playing basketball and it could be done in any town. <laughs> you guys um, shoot hoops, what is it, every Sunday morning? Every Sunday, yeah. Just every Sunday that it works out, yeah. And you have your, your court, kind of like your Rucker Park where you guys play? Yeah. In the summer, it's outdoors, which is brutal because we, we play at 8 a.m. and it's super hot. And then when it gets cooler out, it's uh, indoor, which is a lot nicer. And Janko never can't hit a three, right? That's his, he, his Achilles hill. He did hit one once. Okay. In the games, every once in a while, he'll hit. He hit a game winner. Two weeks back. Wow. I uh, had a breakaway once, and he tackled me from behind, and I was like, you know how old we are? You can't do that. Like, Is he on the other team? Sometimes. You oh, okay. shoot for teams. He tackled you. Like, I thought it was just a no one was coming back on defense. Like, I just it's a breakaway. I'm going to go lay it up very gently. And all of a sudden, I get two hands pull my shoulders down. 
I was not happy. Did you get foul shots after that? Or? No, I just yelled oh. at him. And I did that to my brother one time in the like driveway. Yeah, yeah. how old were you? Oh, uh, like middle school. Yeah, yeah we're like forties. Like, <laughs> it's like some playing a non-important game. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever return to uh, a coaching basketball? I would. I would not rule that out. It's a lot of work. It's really all year round. You know, depending on what le- on the level, you know, we were doing high school. I assume if you did it at like a small town high school, maybe it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, high school sports are so intense now. You know, it's weightlifting, summer ball, club. It's just it's all it's all the time. Well, now the coaching dress is a little relaxed, you know, uh, because COVID happened. You don't have to wear a suit and tie oh, anymore. I see that. Yeah. You I could don't wear know. Just a jumper, I kind of like maybe. the suit and tie. Okay, you'd stay with that. But remember Harms? Did you know him at the Valley Northwest? Was he the big star athlete? No, he was the um, uh, athletic the director. Oh, he loved polos, which I can't really stand. <laughs> And so I'd wear a suit and tie and look super nice. And he'd co- and the other coach would have polos on. He'd come up and go, sure would have looked a lot nicer in a polo, Josh. And I'd be like, really? This, this is a really nice this is a designer suit here. So perfect day in Lawrence, just shooting some hoops. Shooting some hoops, probably, you Where know, are you grabbing lunch? Where, where, are you, uh, where are you heading to for dinner? Maybe Taco Zone. Taco Zone, okay. Yeah. Maybe go and um, have a couple drinks at uh, the tap room or the replay. You know, you could drive to Clinton Lake, chill there. This question's hard for me because I don't like summer. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't like hot. Are you excited that it's fall oh and my it's going to be winter? That's, like, that's the best thing about hearing like football season is back is knowing that it's going to be getting cold. Oh my gosh, it looks like our tacos are here. Whoa! Oh my god, let's let's uh, put these tacos to the test. Woo! All right, we are already downing these tacos. First thoughts, Josh, you were uh, pretty blown away. These are seriously very good. What kind did you get? Cauliflower with um, a jalapeno sauce and some tomatoes. Seriously, very, very impressed. And you got two of them, right? Yeah, perfect amount for me. They're so good. And they're very spicy in a good way. Yeah, you were saying you were really impressed with the spice. Yeah, that jalapeno sauce. I had a birria, and it was great. I'm going back for more of that. What that was, was in that? Beef. Okay. With the shredded beef, and then you dip it in this beef sauce. Double the beef. Oh, damn. And yeah, that comes with the spicy. Very spicy. That's this, what, yeah. I think that's that jalapeno sauce. It's very so good. good. And they have specials on uh, Taco Tuesday. Yours were on special tonight on the cauliflower. And then I got the, um, the birria was on special, three bucks. And then I got a carnitas and a al pastor. So this is on special money-wise or they only make it on Tuesday? I don't know. Good question. Yeah, because we're here on Taco Tuesday and it's, it's pretty bumping in here. Lots of yeah. tacos flying everywhere. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, because I would definitely come back for this. I just took a bite. Mm. Oh, this is the Al Pastor. Good. Nice, solid, solid cuts of meat in here. Is that pork? Mm-hmm. Double the tortilla. Oh, yeah. How many tortillas were on yours? Just double tortilla double. and putting some lime over it also makes it um, muy bueno. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is going to happen in here on Mass Street with all these new taco places. Is it? Is it I don't know. Is this a good thing? Or is it, are, are I mean, this place is kind of bumping, so mm-hmm. it can't be that bad of a thing. Lawrence is definitely um, stepping its game up as a taco town, would you say? Well, I think it's like probably really stepped it up if it's a, it's a very small town and it has that, this many options, you know? What is that? One, there's two new ones, that other new one, three, four. I mean, there's like six restaurants at, at least, right? Unmasked. We just had someone stop us and tell us to check out one at the very end of Mass Street, a yeah. new taqueria down there Insane. in the old tattoo place. Yeah. Next okay. to that old liquor store. Next to the replay. That's another new place. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope they all survive and thrive. That's my that's my hope. Mm-hmm. Lots of students coming back for fall semester. They got to get their tacos. They have plenty of options here. Yeah. This is one of the best vegetarian tacos I've ever had in my life. That's good to know. Because it's different. It's cauliflower. The seasoning on it is so great. You A lot of times when you're doing vegetarian tacos, it's usually you're getting like refried beans 
jalapenos, tomatoes, Lettuce. and you know, hopefully they have like a special homemade hot sauce or something. But this is, or yeah, or you just do like veg, veggies, which I'm kind of some not into really because I don't like onions too much. And this is out of control. What are your thoughts on cilantro? I love cilantro. Pro, pro cilantro? Yeah. I, I like onions if it's like, if you break them down and like, you know, it's like if I was making salsa, I put onions in it. If I was making a hot sauce, if I make chili, I would, you know, but you break it down first and cut them really fine. That's how I do it. But I can't do it just like on a hamburger or like on a chopped up on a taco. Right. It just, it, that lingering, it's too much. It's, it's, they're so poignant and like, I just, that's all I taste. Yeah. I don't dig one on a, on a hamburger at all. Cheeseburger. Yeah. It's kind of like clove, like clove, the, you know, cloves in general, the scent of it. It's just in your face. It's like patchouli. Are you pro patchouli no. or anti patchouli? I'm not, I'm not for it. If you were dating a girl and she like was all about patchouli, but everything else was like good to go and you were really getting along well would you kind of show her the door no but i mean i think you know that's one of those things if you're in a good relationship and she doesn't like something like hey you are always wearing that jar jar binks mask when we make love do you think and i'm like oh that's just my thing and she's like well do you think we can work on something and like i'd be like well yeah we can make that happen so it'd kind of be like can we work on maybe not wearing that's what i compare patchouli to someone has <laughs> like sex with a jar <laughs> mask on it's that horrifying these are two things that probably come up all the time in relationships yeah i know wearing a jar jar binks mask mask during sex and someone that's way too into patchouli like yeah. rubbing it all over them exactly wearing a patchouli shirts yeah that it's come up many times. I can't tell you how many times I've had to swipe left when someone on a dating app says, I hope you like patchouli, because I love patchouli, you know, so I'm always like, swipe left, you know. That, that's what she said. <laughs> wow, this second taco, this carnitas was amazing. You know what's good about this one is it's good and greasy. I love a good greasy taco. I normally, this would be enough for me, but... I'm considering more. I'm definitely getting some more. I think we under-ordered. Well, I, I ordered what I'd normally order, but I'm saying it's just so good that it, it might, might have to happen. I've heard the chimichangas here are pretty good, too. Really? Damn. Are you ready to give your final rating on these tacos? Out of five golden tacos, five being best? Oh, it's five. Five out of five? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even have to think about it. I'm going uh, 4. Uh, 4.4. Yeah. Out of five. So good. Everything was super delicious. So the carnitas was my favorite. Then the birria. Then the uh, al pastor. I'm giving it that because, one, I don't ever rank taco places with five-star tacos. I just don't do that. But I haven't had a vegetarian taco this good maybe forever and ever, never. And so it has to be a five for me. What's your normal veggie taco order? Well, it would probably do be something. Do you usually go cauliflower? Or? I never, I, I don't know. Not a lot of places I think have that. Normally it's more of I don't do tacos because I have to get something like an enchilada or like, uh, sorry to say it. B word. Vegetarian. and Yeah. Okay. But if it is a taco, it's what I said before. It's like refried beans, you know. But this is a step up for sure for the veggie tacos. It is. Well, we love the tacos here. There are some other people that have eaten here before and have other opinions of this place. This is the time of the show called Good and Bad Reviews Red and Funny Voices. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Uh, who do you have there? You have a bad review, right? Yeah, Pepper Girl 12016 says, Disappointed. When I read the menu, I got excited to see they had dishes I haven't had for a while, so I couldn't wait to go and try them. And then they were not good. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not good. Do you have a good review? Amanda L says, Can you read this in your Australian accent or Crocodile Dundee voice? Well, I don't want to, well, will that mess you up? No, I'll, I'll remember it to you, yeah. Amanda Ale says, I always eat the fish tacos with the cabbage slaw, green salsa, and sour cream. It's been perennial fave for last 10 or so years. Whoa. Habanero salsa is full of life and heat, mate. It looks snazzy now, and the renovation about a year 
or so. Okay, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Very affordable and fresh ingredients. I would recommend it to anyone. Five stars. I did think it looked a little different in here. They it did. Do it looks a great. It does look great. Yeah. I think it's it used to just be a, like an old school counter and very sterile yeah, in here. Yeah, it's super comfortable. Yeah. So to recap, La Paria on Mass Street, right across from the uh, Eldridge. Yep, the Eldridge. And then Liberty Hall's right that way. We're right kind of on the corner a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Papakinos. Yeah, Papakinos. Yeah, 712 Mass Street, 66044 Lawrence, Kansas, one of the many taco places on Mass Street. We're going to try to get through all of them here in the next year. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. We'll be right back after this break. Taco the town, taco the town. Taco the town, taco the town. Random taco question of the week. All right, instead of doing taco topics, we're going to just end the show with random taco questions of the week because you have done the taco topics a couple times. Yes. So if you want to throw me out a couple numbers, throw me out a number between 1 and 96. 69. Okay. Oh, there we go. Do you believe in the afterlife, afterworld, the uh, spirit world? Man, I have this such a crazy idea on all of that afterlife that it would be a whole other podcast. Okay. So I will just say it's a long-winded, <laughs> like, I, so it's hard to just say yes without explaining it for the most part. Okay. <laughs> what do you think ghosts or whatever is there on the other side, do you think they get jealous when they watch living people eating tacos? I would say no, because they don't have to really do anything except, you know, roam around. Like, I think about how much more I could get accomplished if I didn't have to, like, sleep, eat, do any of that stuff, and probably not have, probably not have the emotions to, it's, I think it's, like, more of, like, ghosts are kind of doing what they actually did. So maybe there are ghost tacos also. Right. That there could be that also. So, yeah. But no, I don't. Because they have whatever, they have their own thing going on. They might just be doing, reliving, retracing the steps in their life that they've already done. So if one, like, uh, you know, like an alcoholic hung out at a bar, like he's probably just constantly like reliving that like kind of train right. of going around <clears throat> around those tracks. So when I'm gone from this earth, you think I'll still be visiting taco places? I mean that or following around Steve DeBerg. Right. Trying to get Louis Aguiar's autograph. Yeah. On my old riddle helmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's such a thing as ghost podcasting equipment. You know, like when I'm dead, will I have... I think so. Okay. Yeah. And you could have a ghost guitar. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. Well, I'll have to have you back on when I start my new paranormal podcast. All right. In the afterlife? Called Spooky Dave's Paranormal Pod. Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Oh, that's that's a catchy. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. came up with that. I like yeah. that. You came up with that back in 2008. I invented, you invented it. it. Yeah. yeah. I invented podcasting. I forgot to say that what earlier. What year did you? 2015. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Do you remember when I did that? And it was kind of like nobody thought it was going to be a big thing. Yeah, I do remember. And you were like, Dave, that is a waste of time. Yeah. And then now look at me now. Well, look, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. I said, you should call it wheat wraps. Right. And you were like, no, that's not really <laughs> what it is. That's not what this is, is about. Throw me out another number. Okay. How about seven? Oh. If there was no such thing as a taco, what do you think would replace tacos in the world to fill that taco void? Is there a certain type of food that you think would be as popular as tacos if tacos weren't around? I mean, it may be... Um, Maybe euros? Euros? Yeah, euros. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are just kind of like Greek tacos, right? So there would be more euro shops everywhere. Right. Euro. Yeah, I think so. Gyro, yeah. Gyro, yeah. That was good. You said gyro, yeah. Or maybe like fun dip, fun dip shops. Yeah, yeah. That would be people real. Would like have the little fun dip pouches and yeah, that, different flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe like beef flavored fun dip. Man, fun dip was a whole other thing. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. It's a whole other son of a bitch. <laughs> 62. Oh, we got to do another. All right, uh, 62. We once had a guest say, if it ain't crunching, they ain't munching. Do you think that's true? Uh, yeah, because they said it. That's their thought. So it's true to them. If it ain't crunching, 
they ain't munching. Like that's well, a, that person said that, so that's their that's basically them saying that. It's their opinion. Yeah. So it's true because that's how they right. feel about it. Okay. Now, if like you were to say, is that true to you? Is that true to your life? Like, when no. you, have you noticed that in your life? I mean, not a lot of sushi is like munching, crunching, you know, crunching. So there's a lot of things that aren't crunching. Soft tacos, they aren't crunching. Not all the time, no. And people really like to munch on those. Yeah. So that that's the thing. That's true to them. That's true to their life experience, yeah, but right. it's not true to everyone else. Right. Well, Josh, thank you so much hey, for being on the show. It's been good. We really got into it this episode. We did. I think we covered it all. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't you meet Jesse Camp one time, the MTV VJ? Oh, yeah. yeah. I did. Forgot to ask you about that. Um, yeah, we were playing a show in New York City, and he was walking down the street, and um, we basically just asked if we could get his picture with, with a picture with him. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He kind of talked like a young Bobcat Goldblade. Yeah, yeah he did. He was yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. And it was like all over the place, and he was like yeah. six foot nine. He was kind of like a waif kind of yeah. guy. He was real, and he kind of, kids out there, you don't know what VJs are. They yeah. were like the peak of what everyone that wanted That was to like be. when he, he won the... I want to be a VJ uh, contest. Or he, or he lost, and then they hired him anyways, or he won. Something weird yeah. happened, yeah. Back when MTV, I don't even know what it is anymore. Oh, they show that show, uh, Ridiculousness, 24 hours. For I don't know what that is. It's this little guy, and he stands on this computer, and they show pictures. It's kind of like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, but for skaters. Oh, okay, yeah. Rob Deerdeck. Okay, yes, yep. I know what that is. Big, okay, yeah. Wow. That's what MTV is now. <laughs> well, where can people get tickets for the show? Is it uh, on uh, on the 10th on the Gemini, uh, just the Google, Gemini Park show? You can just Google Lemonade Park and you'll be able to find tickets there. Advanced tickets are available. I believe it'll be pretty packed. But uh, You recommend people bringing uh, like skateboards, skateboards and uh, hover, hoverboards. hoverboards and um, Mall Madness, the board game. And um, well, you have places, cooch balls. Yeah. yeah, you will have places for people to play board games. Yeah, on our merch table. Oh, cool! And Mall Madness is really huge. Set like it's Spread a big it board out. game, so it's better to bring like bigger board games. Can Maybe. I bring my Fireball Island? Can you bring your GI Joe aircraft carrier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's set I've that got up. A, I've got a picture of that. I need to show you because <laughs> I just put it back together. Wait, you really have it? Yeah. No way. I thought you knew. Maybe I did it. When I was a child, it was bigger than my bed. That's right. Yeah. I got a picture of that. Oh I need to show gosh. you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should bring that. <laughs> well, we're going to end the episode with one of your new songs, the Gemini Park song. Up All Night. Up All Night. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, and give us a five-star review. Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Be safe out there, everybody, and remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood taco spots and until next time go, go eat, eat some, some tacos. tacos all right we're gonna end this episode with the gemini parks up all, all night. night up all all night. night now that you're ready for your second lesson let us look back and see what were the most important things you have learned from your first lesson
Lotus Pod.